Hello, welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I am your host, Chris Revel. This episode was recorded on location in my hometown, in the house I grew up in, with the two people that raised me. Uh, this episode is Bill and Carol Revel. We recorded this on my actual birthday, August the 11th, the day before my mom and dad, Bill and Carol, uh, through a really great big 30th bash for me with all my, a lot of my friends and family. And it was just a really wonderful day. Victoria and I had a lovely time. And the next day, we recorded an episode with them. They've been really big supporters of the show, and I guess of me through my entire life, so that's been really great. And it was nice to have them on. I had a lot of questions about their childhood, and it's just a really great episode, and I'm so happy to have this conversation with them recorded. Uh, They are both going to come back. They had a good time, and they want to do it again. I know my dad and I are looking to record again in September, and we'll have to figure something out for Carol. Uh, it's about an hour long because towards the end, uh, Victoria and I did have to get back to Rhode Island because, you know, our lives are here. So this was the first episode recorded in Connecticut, which was, uh, that was cool. So far recorded in Rhode Island, Connecticut, and New York, New Jersey. So yeah, maybe one day I'll get all 50 states. As always, this show is sponsored by There's the Rub. Uh, come be a guest. Connect me to a guest, write me an iTunes review, and you will receive a free spice robe courtesy of There's the Rub. You can check them out on theirsdarub.com. They have an Etsy site. Uh, everyone I've given these spice robes to is just a huge fan. Uh, I use them in my personal, well, let's be honest, Victoria cooks with them, and they're incredible. You could hear previous guests, Alex Pacinich, kind of talk about it right before they really started to take off, so... He'll come back on. If you're new to this show, well, thank you for coming to listen. If you're an old fan, thank you so much. Uh, Peek around our catalog. We have some great episodes. We have an episode dedicated to The Sopranos, an episode dedicated to Bob's Burgers. We have my father-in-law, John Pasinich. And probably our funniest episode would be with Nate PV the first time he came on, if you want a good laugh. Uh, Thank you so much. Make sure to add us uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash chat. And right now I'm using Tumblr for our webpage, which is letschatpodcast.tumblr.com. And, man, thank you for listening. Hooligans and ruffians that listen yeah. to the show. We're recording now, aren't And we? some friends of mine. And, yeah. pe- and there's people I don't know. So That's first, nice. There are, I, I do have to say first off, though, um, well, introduce yourselves. Who's who? I'm, I'm Chris. Who's who? I'm Carol. I'm Bill. Now, is this show actually going to work? Because the show's called Let's Chat with Revel and Friends, but we're all last named as Revel. Well, it's Revels and Friends. So, oh, Revels and Relatives. Who are, there's no friends today. Revel and Parents. Revel plus two kin. This is so exciting. Uh, so I think we have to blame you and Bill off the bat for this whole podcasting thing. Because Blame. of the amount of NPR I was listening to as a young child. Um, remember in Grandma Ellie's and Grandpa Pete's house in Renterville, we used to listen to Garrison Keillor by the fire. We're romanticizing it. And, and you're blaming that for yeah. your uh, So I think my love history. of uh, podcasting and talk radio had to come from you guys. Well, that's early good. On. <laughs> and we, whenever we were in the car with you, it was always AM. No, Grandpa Joe was always AM radio. Oh my god! He was WTIC. <laughs> was a, he was listening for the weather <laughs> and uh, Red sports. Stocks. I would. We, he's, I've only met two people in my entire life: him and Bill Hurley, that will drive and listen to AM radio to listen to a, a baseball game. Which baseball, by far, the most boring sport to listen to. Well, Grandpa wouldn't drive to listen to baseball well, in the car with him. Yeah, but a lot of times it'd be take the transistor radio to bed and listen to the game. That's you mean seven p.m. That's Carol's father, not my father. Mm-hmm. I don't think my father ever heard of baseball. Well, he knows, listened... I don't think he ever knew what a baseball was. So. No, he listened to cricket. <laughs> Did he no. like cricket? No. no, not a sports person. Well, your your mom, dad, my mom. Well, I'm going to call them mom and dad because they're my mom and dad, but they're also named Carol and Bill. Um, he was the um, the sports guy, and that's where Aaron got his love of the the Red Sox from. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think it was from us. Oh yeah, yeah. It wasn't <laughs> yeah, from me. From no. So we could, um, if we break down our family kin. So you, have, your mom and dad are Tina and Joe, and then they had you. Well, in order, Elaine, you, and Debbie, and then Elaine is married to Bob, and gave us Amy, Joe, and Zoe. Yeah. 
Yeah. And Debbie and, <laughs> and Tony Debbie and Dee and Tony, Nick. Dee and Nick. And then you guys had me and Aaron who married Heather and had Ben. Well, I married Victoria. But and then Aaron married Heather and had Ben. Yeah, this sounds like passage from the Bible. Yeah, so and so begets what's well. If one of them listens to it, we don't bring them up. It's going to be awkward. Yeah, but we could bring them up. And then so your parents, Ellie, Peter, Mm -hmm. actually her real name is Brita. Brita. No, Grandma. Yeah, her Brita. Brita. Brita Eleanor from Community. Not Brita. Brita. Why Brita? What kind of name is that? That's her mother's name. Was Brita too? Oh, Swedish. Oh. Swedish. And then they had Aunt Barbara. Yeah. Well, she was an aunt when she was born. Oh, she wasn't an aunt. No. And that gave us Andy and Sarah, Anders and Sarah, and Raina, Mayanna, Aaron, and Nico, their kids and husband and wife. And then Uncle Greg. And then there's Cousin Maddie. Well, she was born Cousin Maddie. Her, yeah. Because she was I, my her, cousin. I believe her first name is Cousin. Cousin Maddie. And that's all your siblings, right? Of course, I know. <laughs> Are there more? And then on mom's side, there's about 25,000 cousins, aunts, uncles, and numbers of family members of different last names. But you grew up on a farm. Yes, I did. You're, so Grandpa Joe is kind of the last of a, that last American generation of people. Like, was he first generation immigrant? He didn't. Second. Second. His parents came yeah. from Sicily or Italy? Sicily, I think. Uh, the Mingo side was Sicily. That, was it his mom that was in Ethiopia or Congo? Yeah. His mother. So his mom, but she went from Sicily to the Congo to here? I'm what? not sure of the timeline. Yeah. All I know is that when she was a child, she didn't go to school because she would hide under her bed because she was afraid of being kidnapped. Rightfully so, too, from what I've read in that part of history. That's, mm-hmm. I don't think that's too yeah, far I mean, from the truth now. Like, the end of the 19th century. Did I ever meet her? Yeah, you were a baby. Which That's Grandma Rossi? Mingo. Mingo? I'm bad at names. Wow. So you, what, mi- you missed her in her prime, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you grew up on a... I mean, that is like... Amer- I mean, we won't get political, <laughs> but like farming, agriculture is such a big thing, and that's turned more into like large corporations have taken over it. But Grandpa Joe held on to a small family farm... Into the late nineties, yes. I don't know. I don't know what year he stopped. It was, but he was in his eighties. He was in. Yeah, he never stopped. He was still out. Remember, he would go out and back and, and then the tomatoes. He stopped working, but he kept dreaming at night that he was still out in the fields baling hay, and he would be thrashing around, and he would say that he would hear his father calling him. Wow. So even though he stopped farming. In his day-to-day life, it never left him. No. He dreamt about working every day. He, he was a different generation. Yep. Once a farmer, always, always a farmer. He let me do it with him for one summer, but it was awful. It's backbreaking. <laughs> he didn't want any of us to do it, though. He, he, he wanted you to have a better life. He recognized that it was a diet. That's a hard thing. But, I mean, you kind of got a, such a different experience. The way you grew up is... Me and Aaron grew up very differently than the way both of you guys grew up, just because you grew up on a farm in a small... Wind Rocky Hill was a small town. Yep. And you're both from the same town. Yep. yep other sides of town. You got to talk into the mic, Bill. And so, like, what was your childhood like? That Was it every uh, fun with all the animals and your sisters? By the time I grew, got, came around, there weren't really any animals left. The dairy farm had been sold. Um, what animals were there when you were young? None. It was before you were born. Like Elaine, did she have horses or anything? Yeah, Elaine had the horses and the cows. You know, I always, when I was a kid, I always wished I lived in a neighborhood with sidewalks. Like we did. And had neighbors and things like that. So it was fun to have the fields and, you know, certainly my sisters and I had to look to each other for um, companionship. And fun, but it was kind of lonely too. I mean, I know that um, this goes without saying, but there was no internet back then uh-huh. or cable. Nope. Do you guys remember getting like TVs? Or there, I, well, I don't know the history of television. In my house, we got a TV when my mother was pregnant with my brother. So he was mean, born in '57. So because like Grand Rain Aaron always would always talk about that of how much like great-grandma saw like from what oh. from, from her birth until her the end of her life 
I mean, she saw the automobile become the mm-hmm. thing. And we were, me and I were younger, we were always like, I wonder what we'll see in our lifetime. I mean, this last 15, 20 years of history has been incredible. I mean, the fact that we're doing this right now in our in your home in Connecticut is ridiculous. But, I mean, so there's no cell phones, no internet. Even now, people are like, there was no YouTube, but that was, what, seven years ago? No VCR. God, what did you guys do? Played Jacob's out ladder and outside, <laughs> hopscotch, jump rope, ride our bikes and ride our bikes and play and ride our bikes, walk. So it's not my pick blackberries in the woods. I'm picturing old Sturbridge Village. Is that <laughs> is that inaccurate? <laughs> you weren't wearing those clothing. <laughs> You're that's not what, that That's old. what we're wearing now. So when you were born, Bill, what dinosaur did you have as a pet? A little T Rex. It was a little one. <laughs> they got bigger. And then you grew up, you had a quarry behind your house, but you yeah. had no neighbors too, right? Because Rocky Hill well, was farm town when you guys grew up. Yeah, well, it was, it was a farm down the road. It was mostly old people in our neighborhood. No kids immediately n- near us. Did that lead to your decision to move to where me and Aaron grew up, which was kind of seems like what you described no. as what you always wanted? Sidewalks and lots of kids? Um, Definitely wanted to be in a neighborhood. Didn't want to be isolated. Uh, there's some people who like that. Like when I went to school in Vermont, there's people who like to be in the woods. And, well, yeah, there's give and there's take. Yes, wherever you, you have, though, you always want the opposite. Now that I live in a city, I, I want a yard. And when I lived here, I wanted to live in a city. So mm-hmm. like, you can never. The grass is always greener well, can, on the other side. I know, I know. But, well, it's just I think when I went off to school, and I noticed at that time I thought kids were clicky, but it was. Kids that had been that had grown up together in neighborhoods, so they mm. all went all went to school together, being friends. Yeah, and I didn't have that, so uh-huh. it was always kind of hard to kind of break in when you're not from their neighborhood. You didn't grow up with them. Well, who lived around you? Like nobody. Well, we had I had um, a friend all down the street, so definitely um, was Grandma's her- house there. Across the street. There's two houses across. Yeah, the grandma. yellow house, right? No, Who green. was that, Aunt Nancy? Oh, Aunt Nancy and Grandma Mingo. And Grandma Mingo. I mean, you lived like, literally, that's, that's just such a stereotypical Italian old country way to live. But I know. And that was nice. I spent a lot of time with my grandmother. That doesn't happen she, anymore. She, every afternoon, she would lay down with her rosary beads to take her rest, and I'd go sit in there and talk to her. That's so sweet. And that was a nice memory. Mm. And... When you think about it now, you know, the big uh, movement towards meditating every day and being still, you know, my grandmother just did that every day naturally. Do you think that's where it, it stems from? Isn't it funny when you get older, you find those things that st- stem from things and you probably never put the two together? No. Grandma did that every day. We didn't get, you guys did, didn't get the Catholic laid on you too hard. Nope. You're not that guilty. <laughs> <laughs> and you were able to find a spiritual path instead of that. Because they were Italian. I mean, Grandma uh, and Grandpa might be the most open-minded grandparents, that, and your parents as well, that I had ever had. I never heard them use it. Like, I had friends whose parents would, like, grandparents that are kind of like that racist, like, oh, it's old, and, like, things you don't use. But that was never them. Then I had my Aunt Nancy across the street who was an artist, and she had a piano down her cellar. So I'd go over there and spend hours playing her piano. And she gave me art lessons. I didn't know that. Yeah, my Aunt Nancy was quite an artist. She, was, the one, she always had candy. Was that Aunt Nancy? No, I think you're thinking Aunt Mary. Oh, okay. Remember Aunt Nancy? I'm confused. There's and then I had Aunt Mary in the back. Oh. So I'd go up there. So, I, so that was an upside that I had time to spend with my relatives. And you had a lot of cousins too, right? Right, but they didn't live in our neighborhood. Oh, uh, okay. How, and Stephen's younger than you. Yeah, that's true. But you, the, you're like, he was like a baby when you were a younger adult? Yeah, they okay. came later after okay, we were in high Sandy school. Okay, and Sandy and everyone? Yeah, that was much later. I'm trying to think. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm just talking about when I was younger. It's fun. It, we but got, it was, you We know. got to grow up, go into the house both of you guys grew up in. Yeah, that's kind of nice. nice. It is sweet. Yep. It's who I don't live there anymore, but well, the farm was good. by the time I was born. It was being sold slowly. I mean, he made the right decision. So it was a lot bigger when you were a kid. Yep, 
So did you guys know each other before you met in high school? How could we have? <laughs> you grew up in the same town. Yeah, but how oh. could we know each other I know, before we met? Well, I know there's an anecdote that you thought mom was Asian. No, I just remember when I was a kid going down New Britain Avenue, seeing the mailbox say Mingo. I said, oh, it must be a Chinese family living there. <laughs> That's such a Chinese name. I well, didn't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even our real name. It's Mingata? Mingoya. Mingoya. I still can't pronounce. How do you pronounce grandma's name? Conchetta? So, what high school did you guys go to? Rocky Hill High. Is that still there? Yeah. A different building, but yeah, Same still school. there. So, for you, Bill, you grew up in the middle of nowhere as well. Oh. With no we, children. Well, you uh, had Greg and Barbara to I mean, We had houses near us, but it was yeah. mostly What did you and people. Greg and Barbara do to torture each other? Hmm? I'm we, sorry. We played what, in the woods a lot. What did Barbara do to torture you, from my understanding? So, we don't have time for that. No, I was kidding. <laughs> You're going to run out of tape. Right, um, oh, did you do artwork when you were young? Oh, wait a minute. Who are you? Are you you're, this you're, is you're our the interviewer Carol. now? There's no interview. <laughs> no, no. I didn't did you lose artwork. your sound? Yeah. No, there it is. I think I lost it. This is Maybe just kind of cheap. Connection. That's all it is. So it's just a connection. The, oh, oh there cord. it is. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes if it gets moved, it, yeah. So Barbara tortured you. No, I'm just kidding. I love you. I'm Barbara. She's... She always tells us fun stories. Of, but how much older was she than you? Well, she was, and she still is about so four years older. Because time is linear, so that's how that works. Yeah. Okay. That, that hasn't changed. Okay, so she's your older sister. And then how old? What's the gap between you and Uncle Greg? Hmm, how old is he? About four years. Oh wow! Anyway, we met in high school, and many many you years were to- ago. No, is that because I know you went to a private school and then had to come back and then you held back a year and that's how you met mom? Well, I went went to the Rocky Hill school system. I actually started off in West Hartford. Mm-hmm. No, moved to Rocky Hill when I was in second grade. Where did you start? West Hartford? Yeah, Duffy School. Duffy Middle, Duffy Elementary School, which is still there, I believe. I did kindergarten and first grade there. Many, many years ago. And then you guys met in but so what, high school. What, Junior year, you I went, think. You had to stay back because you switched school systems, I remember you telling me? No, my parents pulled me into uh, Robinson School in West Hartford. Still there? No, no. Oh, wow. I think there's like a wall, <laughs> a brick wall that is left from what was there when I went. And then you guys met, started dating in high school? No, actually, when he came back. After. Yeah. Did you meet each other when he came back? Yeah, we were just friends. I think our first date was graduation night. That hippie, yep. that weird hippie guy. That weird hippie guy with the long hair and no shoes. How did you get away wearing no shoes in school? Hey, oh, he wore sandals. You can. Oh, he got. Right. You don't have shoes on. That's now, where it so. comes from. Oh, genetic. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, that's great. And then, so that's, and then you guys have been together ever since. Mm-hmm. Why well, you guys both look so sad about that? <laughs> <laughs> Dreaming of what thirty-nine years. That's so great. Yeah, yeah, well, pushing, it's funny because forty years of being married. Um, yes, Chris, forty years. Wow. So Next is, May party time. I guess people yeah. will know how old and, you and are. Guess now. what? We're not putting on the party. You're not supposed Somebody to. Somebody else is. Well, it's funny because like Victoria's parents have also been together a long time, and then my parents, you guys, have also been together a long time, and a lot of people of my age, like their parents, are just divorced. It's just. I think my generation was that first generation when the divorce thing exploded, and we're and rightfully and what's even nicer is you're both still married and should be married and actually like each other. Well, we're <laughs> actually just sticking together, so yeah. we can get this 40th anniversary just party get the out presents of you guys, yeah. and then get out of here. That's fine. That that sounds fun. We'll give you, you a plans? list of hints of what we want for the party after this. <laughs> just write it down. Just don't just be very specific. So, how much longer did than you guys? Uh, what's Hartford like back then? Well, I didn't grow up in Hartford. But grew up in you were so Hill. close to it. Did you go ever as a kid? Oh, yeah. yeah. Grandma it, it, T told me a story. Some, well, she grew up in Hartford. Of seeing like King Kong in theaters in like the late, early, tw- early 20s. No, it wouldn't be 30s? the early 20s. It would be, nope. be in the 30s. So in the 30s, so when she was a That's little girl. That was what we did on Saturdays. We'd take the bus to Hartford, go <laughs> shopping. It's funny. Now that it's, time has gone forward so much, it'd be more dangerous to take a bus and go Hartford shopping now than it would be back then. That's just a comment on how horrible Hartford has gotten. Oh, there's nowhere to go shopping. <laughs> G Fox is gone. 
all those places. Is that where we met Santa Claus and then you got published, but mm-hmm. it wasn't really Santa Claus? Oh, it was. Oh. You guys lied to us. <laughs> and then, uh, what, did you go to Hartford? Like, were you city kids at all? No. Nope. Like, was Hartford nice? Yeah. It was well, fun. No, we didn't go together. I mean, I know. Wendell was just. I know you guys had lives on Hartford. Other, but what was it? Well, down in Hartford now, it's just. A, it was fun to go shopping there and they'd have, um, go to St. Jalen's and have lunch. That was a. Tradition when my mother took us to Hartford, we'd go into say Jalen's and have a vanilla ice cream soda and a sandwich. Oh, is that probably gone too, right? Way gone, yeah. Well, so as a little kid, I went, uh, my grandmother lived downtown Hartford. Oh, she's having cool on uh, Haines Street, so she's that's where I saw my first movies. And it'd be you... like go to G Fox and have lunch and oh go to Bushnell Park and feed the squirrels. Do you remember your first kid. movie? I don't know what mine is. It's, I think it's Cinderella. Not the Disney one. Yeah, the Disney one. The one I saw in the 80s? No, the cartoon came out probably mid-50s. Oh, so what I saw, it was a re-re-re-re-release? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. oh goodness. Yeah, it, it's a, a classic. It's an old, yeah. old cartoon. Well, no, it's but it wasn't, on... but I think I saw it when it came out. Do you remember seeing The Wizard of Oz as a kid? On TV in black and white. But it wasn't half color then either? Yeah. Well, it didn't have a color TV. So. <laughs> How many channels were back then? Well, a lot of us didn't have a color TV. Yeah, no one did, right? Yeah, yeah no well, one did. We were kids, no. Because no. you guys got, and you grew up in that. I'm just trying to get the time sent for someone my age who doesn't understand these things. <laughs> are we old? <laughs> you grew up in the, so you weren't even Carson. You're what, Ed Sullivan show? No. Ed Sullivan, but we had Carson too. But, but later. Well, later. Carson came like, in. So do you remember? 60s, 60s? But we weren't staying up. We were do you ever we seen the Beatles on Ed Sullivan? Did you oh, get yeah. To, and, that, and that, was that really... The cultural milestone that people make it out to be yes. like the next day, people, it, yes. just everything changed. Yes. Do you think that could still happen anymore? Like someone could be on TV, maybe besides the Super Bowl. Because I, I think we've lost, uh, maybe it's good, but like, because media is just. I would so much. say, I wouldn't say it could never happen again because, you know, anything can ever happen. It may happen in a different way. And maybe it's happened for people on YouTube that the, the, I mean the sense. whole world. I mean people no, talk about them. I mean whole, this country, the whole country. So did, where were you at your at grandma's house? Yep, in the living room where, um, you know, where not the den. We didn't have the den yet. Oh no! It was in the living room, and we all sat around the television. And I remember in the newspaper they were saying that one of the Beatles had a cold. So I thought Ringo had the cold, and that's why he was on the drums. Because oh. we had never seen. Because <laughs> oh, you never be- saw them, right? Yeah, I never seen wow. them, and I never saw like a band with a drummer. Oh wow! What, on TV, what um, what song is it they play? I think they play. She loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I think they played. It was. I want to hold your hand. Maybe she loves you. Till there was you, they played some of their old. I don't remember which was first because no, okay. there was a couple of times. Well, they, they were, weren't old songs then. They were, I know they were new. Then. I think they Peter Best was just sitting at home crying that probably, I could have been in the Beatles. Probably he could have been one of them. And then when the movie came out, A Hard Day's Night, we went to Hartford to see it. Probably at the E.M. Lowe's. That was in Hartford, right? Wow! And that was fun. Oh, and then dear. they had confetti falling from the from the ceilings that Did, day. Did you ever see him in concert? The Beatles? All together? Yeah. No. no. You probably couldn't. I don't know if you'd Well, they to. were at Chase Stadium the weekend we went to the World's Fair. And while we were driving to the World's Fair t- to New York, there were cars going by of young girls with signs going, we love the Beatles. Wow. And I was so jealous that I wasn't in that car. You're... Yeah, your parents bet on the wrong horse there. They must have been like, nope, they're going to remember this World's Fair in the 2014. Well, that was good too, though, because that was <laughs> yeah. one of the best things. What is the World's Fair? Those aren't existing anymore. Yeah, they are. Are right. they? I only know it because of the Simpsons episode. I don't think they, I don't know when they had the last one. So they've know. had them this They have a this different millennium. countries, right? Yeah. Well, do you remember seeing anything there? Saw everything. It was awesome. Are you allowed to go with you? Yolanda was telling me about that recently. Yolanda, my mother, my cousins, and we have one fun story, two stories about that day, or that that time. It's probably the first time I ever stayed in a hotel. Wow. It's Abbey Kent Hotel in New York, 
And I won a transistor radio at the fair. I don't remember how, but I think it was put throwing in a quarter on a on a lucky strike. Oh wow! Cigarette. Oh, can't do that anymore either. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fun to see what's changed so much. I know. This is the best part of doing this. And it? then we went out to Howard Johnson's. We were on the way home having dinner, and my cousin Ellen and I got silly at the table, and we were laughing so hard. That they told us to go in the car because we were getting out of control. So we went in the car and we couldn't stop laughing. And we laughed and we laughed and we laughed. And then when they all came out, when they were all, when they paid the bill and came out to the car, they thought we'd be all calmed down. But we were laughing and laughing and laughing and then made everybody else laugh. And it was just a really good memory that Aww. we always talk New about. New York City? I don't know where we were then. We were yeah. on the way home, I think, at a Howard Johnson's, Ho-Jos. which I still think there's a few, right? Yeah. Hojo's. Yeah. I know there's one in Mystic. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a the Hillens kind of took over too. That's fun. So there are a lot of futuristic um uh buildings that we went to and but out of everything I saw there, those are my two memories of radio so and my cousins. Wow. That's so sweet. And then so what did you guys move oh, to Oh, I Ithaca? saw the Mona Lisa. Oh, my God. It, it was there. Mona Lisa? No, the Pieta. No, no, I'm the saying Pieta Pieta was there. I'm thinking Pieta in my head. Yeah. yeah and then I said Mona Lisa. Yeah, Sorry. You're on a conveyor you belt. That. So I, I saw the Pieta, La uh-huh. Pieta, What's at that? the World's Fair. That was the big thing. I don't know what it is. It was a, a Michelangelo statue of Jesus no. and Mary. Jesus a off very the cross. famous sculpture. I'm going to see the Michelangelo in November. Oh. It's in Florence. Oh, he's dead, though. Oh, that's gonna be awesome. And I'm gonna take inappropriate. I'm gonna make silly jokes. And no, no, take no, no, fun. no, no. I think no, you're allowed no. to touch the statue, right? I do not no. think <laughs> that's how it works. And you're not allowed to use magic markers on them either. <laughs> Just figure. Oh, tell you that, that woman, right? Did you hear about that story? It was an old person. I don't know what she went up to a priceless painting and she drew on it because she didn't like it. I heard that. It was one. in New York. It was relatively recently. No, no, there was. I thought one. that's what you're referring to. Or no, maybe there, it was there was else. one. Uh, I forget where it was, but she was. Near the painting, and she slipped and put a hole through. A, I think it was a Picasso. Well, maybe. that's forgivable. Yeah, that was an act. There was yeah. an older like, but it's like you shouldn't be I letting Barbara people Walters get that close. Barbara Walters did that when she oh. was at somebody's house. Oh, Barb's! It was a party, I know, and sure. that happened to her. You can't trust Barb's. Well, that's why we keep you away from our Picassos that's why, in the house. That's why we don't invite Barbara Walters over to the house, we, and we haven't. <laughs> so, um, when did you guys end up in Ithaca? You went. Well, I know you. Have a couple of years you don't like to tell us about Franklin Pierce that we can skip over. It's not that yeah. I don't like to tell about him. I don't remember. Them. Yeah, I asked Aunt Barbara and Uncle Drag at Aaron's wedding, and they wouldn't tell me. More or less, they just didn't know. No, they probably <laughs> didn't, they know. didn't know. There I go. She's like, no, I my know. freshman year, I had a lot of fun. And did not well, was do that because academically, then I took a year off, yeah. worked at a farm. Well, yeah, mostly at a farm. Well, was that because you came up from there's no kids and nothing, and then you. And then you know, no, it was like freedom, wahoo! And you know, you're um, interesting. We didn't get to grab a peep, but he's your dad is from England. Yes, that he born is. and raised in London. That he was. And do we have that recording of him telling us about growing up? Because I know he told me stories of. Um, yeah, it's not very good quality. But going you, through you, the blitz, you do have that. Yeah, and then riding his bicycle and getting hit by a piece of shrapnel. And then there's one time he went up to use the the latrine, as he called it. And then he opened the door, and the house was all gone, and all his. I, but he didn't get to the part. And then I realized as I got older, I was like, "Oh, your friends died." Well, like he must have known a lot. Of, he, he lived through the Blitz, and he lived in Switzerland as well. Yep. And then I want to have Grandma Ellie on here. I think she would be fun. She met her husband while both. So both your parents are military members. Grandpa Pete was the. Well, he was in the Admiralty. British Admirals. Admiralty. The Admiralty. Which I think is the equivalent of the United States Coast Guard. Yeah, but he was in the engineer Corps of Engineers, he yeah, told me. Yeah, engineering And department. then Grandma was in the Navy Yep. in World War II. Mm-hmm. That's not a small feat for a woman to be in the Navy in that time. Well, no, at that time, awful lot of people. There was a very strong uh, war effort going on. Yeah, and she's a smithy. Yes. But you had, so those are your fans. And then you get to college, and then all of a sudden it's just like... Um, Everything is fun. But anyway, your question was about Ithaca. And then you guys, how um, did you guys end up in Ithaca together? Oh, uh, after after a year at Franklin Pierce, a year off, and a year back at Franklin Pierce, I transferred to Ithaca College. 
And did you move and up then, with them, Mom? Or you were married. No, then we How got, old were you got married? Well, 21. Then we got married oh. uh, wow. between my junior and senior year, and we moved up to Ithaca and lived there about a year and a half. Did you like it up there, or was it too cold? Loved it up there. It was cold, but it was fun, too. Living in a college town. Yeah. And we were, we were young. We were like... You were 21, I was 22 when we got married. We were the living young guns away there. from your home is a good feeling. It's just it's nice to get a perspective yeah, of a different Yeah, first place. year was a lot of fun. Is there a lot of um now what's around Ithaca? I mean around Like Ithaca. what's the surrounding towns around Ithaca? Like what's it near? Is Ithaca like the only thing in that part of New York? It's I, it's, a, it's a Spencer? A hopping, it's a hopping. Spencer's nearby. And that's where my summer camp was. Yeah. Dryden. That's, that's where I worked. Okay. Yeah. At a but community Ithaca college. Was, Ithaca was, you know, a hopping college town. We got Ithaca College on one side and Cornell yeah. up the hill. And you were in a folk band, folk bluegrass, bluegrass band, band the, the Wild, the Run of the Mill Boys. I can't remember. I always call you the Travel Wilmberries. I'm like, nope, I don't think Bill was no, in a band with Roy Emerson. I wasn't, I wasn't with <laughs> and Tom <that>. Petty. <laughs> no, we probably wouldn't be talking if that no, was that, the case. No, that was fun. That was that fun. Was been a good time. And then, so you both had a love of music, which you put into myself. We grew up with a lot of music in the house. Yeah, you poor thing. Folk yeah. music, Beatles. You like a lot of the, we, we, you know, we share our love of the pop music together. Yes, I am a pop girl. Do you remember? Pop heart, we have some videos yeah. of uh, with flashlights and singing Celine Dion songs <laughs> together. And we should never show anyone those. Celine Dion? Well, it was when, um. Maybe I wasn't, maybe was <laughs> maybe I wasn't home. Meatloaf, maybe. It was a good one. I think one of my f- the first concert I think I ever went to was with you guys at the Oakdale. We saw Jerry Lee Lewis, and I guess it was a big deal that he actually showed up, and we got his autograph. But then he stole our marker. Do you remember that? Yep. Yeah. It was, it was the, the old the Oakdale. Oakdale. It was downstairs yeah. somewhere. And you you guys both br- really appreciated the arts, so you brought us to lots of arts stuff. Remember seeing? Um, I'm sure this probably won't be of all the things you brought me to. This is the thing you wouldn't think I remember, but lamb chops. Know. Oh, the <laughs> oh I, I, I was of all the great things you could do to your kids. I remember seeing, and I got to touch. And the people next to us were so nice. They let because they were a woman and her daughter let me and the little girl sit at the end. So when she ran by, I could touch her hand. Aww. So I got to touch lamb chops and Shirley Lewis. She died. I know. But, lamb chop was around well, when I was a little girl. Really? Yeah. Is that yeah she was early. Children's TV. Yeah, very early. Prob- so that maybe, was- maybe I'm starting in my late 40s. I'll yeah. Google Because yeah. that's the old Oakdale. Remember it had the rotating stage? Yeah. Now it's... Yeah, theater in the round. And that's where I did see Ringo Starr. Yeah. So I got pretty close that's to him. That's pretty cool. We were like front row, I think. Oh, we went to a lot of stuff there. Do you remember... Um, well, if we're talking children's television, I didn't understand how much this is a thing that formed my obsession and love of comedy until... Very recently, and there's a documentary I kind of want to see that relates to it. But we watched a lot of Pee Wee Herman, and watching it as a kid, you just thought it was fun and cool. But now you look back, that was a just incredibly ahead of its time program. That he's just a genius. And um, there's this documentary called Beauty Is Disgusting about the set designer of that show, and he's one of those guys oh, really? that nobody knows his name. I haven't seen it yet. But I can't wait to get. I'm getting it on Netflix. Um, he's one of those people that you don't know his name. But he's like this artistic genius who's done everything that you've ever loved. Hmm. And he did a lot of the set and the art direction for Pee Wee Herman. And then Alpar Rubin had that unfortunate. What's the name of the movie? Beauty is. Oh, nope. Beauty is Embarrassing. I'll write it down for you. The thing about that Pee Wee's Playhouse, it it did appeal to adults as well as kids. And I was watching it as a kid. It was bright colors. And then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a young. Clever uh, script. Young Lawrence Fishburne as Cowboy. Cowboy Curtis. I think you made me a Pee Wee Her- many of Pee Wee Herman cakes. Well, yeah, we had the we went through the, the Pee Wee Herman phase. <laughs> it's Pee Wee's Playhouse and the, the the blue chair and Terry, the king of cartoons, the king. Of, oh my god! But there was a lot of parents who wouldn't let their kids watch that stuff. Well, usually, you know, the very conservative religious family who why because it was too boisterous and feminine or colorful. There, I, I had friends. Yes, we don't like bright colors. I even like the Rileys weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons growing up because. Uh, I know. Bart, I could understand that. Bart said. Bart, that, when they first came out, they had a lot of negative press. Yeah, oh, big time. Bart was so misbehaved. I remember I was taking some psychology or sociology class and the professor was railing against it. Yeah, and back then there was only three networks, and Fox was the new guy in the town. It was NBC, CBS, ABC. Fox is the new guy. Aaron, brother Aaron, and bought PBS. me. Oh, well, yeah, but that's not considered a network because that's public. 
Aaron bought me this book called The Unauthorized, Uncensored Version, Oral History of the Simpsons. <laughs> Dad's turned down the AC. <sighs> I got my economic savings tips from Bill as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, Carol will be getting up in a few minutes. So <laughs> I can do it for you. Uh, I, well, 40 years of marriage. Uh, did you know that Pee Wee is now on Broadway? Is he still? I know he was. Or was I watched on HBO? People dress up and go like that. Had the impact. Remember the dolls? The, sh- the Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. Remember those movies? That. Have you ever seen a Broadway play? Oh yeah, once and Cats, I hated right? it. Never well, on Broadway. But then, um, you know who was the director of the first Pee Wee movie? Mm, Tim Burton. That's right, Tim Burton. Yeah. Th- and what was the one with Big Bertha? That was scary. And then the scene where he runs into the pet store and steals all the snakes, and he's like, "Snakes, ah!" Oh. But Pee Wee taught Big you to Bertha. love everybody. I remember Large Marge. Large Marge. Uh, yeah. that, and then she was a ghost. Yeah. And because his bike was in the Alamo and all that stuff, and you had he, the whole, what is that Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Yeah, I think that. I, think so. I mean, we watched a lot of that, and then me, you, and Aaron, I I just did an episode on Saturday dedicated to Bob's Burgers, and we were talking about how like one of the reasons I mean, a The Simpsons is amazing, but like the fond memory of that is like I remember watching The Simpsons every Sunday at eight with you and Aaron. That was like I think that's part of the relationship I have with the show. Like when you watch things as a youth, thankfully it actually held up. But did you? When you were watching Pee Wee and The Simpsons, that was more for you, and we happened to like it, right? They're good. Uh, the, yeah. they're, they're, they were funny shows. Because I think as a parent, they, they were rather clever. There's a lot of. And are rather clever. Kids' shows that are just not for adults that I don't remember as well. Well, I know The Simpsons would be one of those. It was for kids, but it was really for adults. Well, it's for everybody, yeah. I mean, that's uh, some of Conan O'Brien's. Classic years. Yeah, that's right. That's where he started. They're doing a live reading, a a live performance NLA for the Simpsons 25th anniversary, and Conan's going to perform Marge vs. the Monorail because, you know, Phil Hartman sadly is no more. more. Um, So Conan is going to sing it for Phil Hartman. I mean, I remember even like The Simpsons, like being in school and reading Animal Farm or no. Lord of the Flies and being like, <laughs> what are they, this book ripped, this Orwell guy, or who wrote, I don't George know, Orwell. This Orwell guy really ripped off The Simpsons and be like, oh, <laughs> uh, never <no>. mind. <laughs> Other way around. Oh, man. Well, so like growing up, what like comedy stuff did you guys do? Stand ups. Did I do stand up? No. No, but it was comedy on TV back then? Well, sitcoms. What were your early sitcoms? Like Dick Van Dyke Show? Mary Tyler Moore. Probably not. What did you guys early. watch? I Love Lucy. I remember watching... Yeah. Uh, we Remember me, you, and Liz was watch the Nick at Night all the mm. time? There's that one summer, and it was like Mork and Mindy, I Love Lucy. I Love Lucy Tuesday. I Love Lucy Tuesday. That's a show that held up. I mean... So, yeah, I Love Lucy. That's still that's funny. Still funny. And you can't even talk about it without the scene of her... You can't even go to... I can't even think about chocolate without thinking of the scene when they're making chocolate. And how often do you think about chocolate? I've been on more than one chocolate tour. Uh, oh. Chocolate factory okay. tour. Just two, checking. actually. I went to one in Boston with Lily and Victoria in Somerville, and then that was like the first crack they make. And then I went to one in Niagara-on-the-Lake, and that was the first crack that they make is about Lucy and Ethel making chocolates. Or any winery you go to at some point, someone will bring up Lucy and Ethel making wine. <laughs> Actually, Ethel didn't make one. Is it Lucy and... No, it was one, they were in Italy, and she ended up stomping grapes. And Lucy was... Um, no, Ethel did, was not a winemaker. Little Ricky is born on the day you were... Uh, the, he, the episode no, where... I, w- I was born the day that the show aired where Lucy tells Ricky she's pregnant with Little Ricky. And that's your connection to Little Ricky? Well, not really. Well, I mean, they... <laughs> but then he was born like six weeks later or something. She is kind of a... A pioneer, a trailblazer for her, for for her time, and wasn't well, you, the whole show was. Yeah, you're the one that told me that it was between VHS and or to record it, it was between some kinescope, kinescope. Yeah, there's just no Could more have been kinescope or uh, spend a lot of money and uh, do it on film. Because back and then, he, and Desi Arnaz had do it on film and use three cameras. Because back then things were recorded, like there's even like Victoria loves Doctor Who, but there's such old ep- it's been on forever, hmm. like fifty years. But there's early episodes of Doctor Who that don't exist because they filmed it probably on kinescope because they just back then you would make a show, you they put it on TV and it was done and over. There was no syndication, there was no reruns. Was well, just, and I Love Lucy is older than Doctor Who. I mean, that really? Oh yeah, it's probably the first episodes are probably sixty five, and then um, plus years years ago. I know that. Uh, 
she and Ricky, or what's his her husband's name? Is it really Ricky? No, his real Desi name is Desi Arnaz. Desi Arnaz. Desi Arnaz. And Lucy Bull. What's her last name? Not Lisa Bull. Lucy Bull, no. <laughs> Lucille Ball. Lucy Lucille Ball. Ball are the reason Star Trek exists, because that was their production company. Yeah, it may have been hers by that point, but yeah. She was like vocal for yeah, the Star Desi Trek. Yeah, their studio. Yeah. But by the time I watched I Love Lucy, that was already very old. Well, I don't think I, don't think I ever saw it when it first aired. Until I, it was, I only saw it as reruns. Yeah. I never saw it, an original one. Oh, so funny. Did you watch like Taxi or any of that stuff? Yeah, but that's like, that's the 70s. Yeah. yeah. Because Sam Simon is one of the Simpsons guys, comes from Taxi, and James L. Brooks. That book Aaron gave me is awesome. Yeah, we weren't kids when that aired. No, I'm thinking, I want to, like, I, there's a part of me that feels I need to go back and watch all these old things that influenced everything. So, like, like, um, like Vaudevillian. But I remember I took a film class, so I watched a lot of Buster Keaton, and um, I didn't understand the importance of Chaplin until recently. Yeah, I've read more in one place. Well, I, th- I think Buster Keaton coached Lucille Ball in her career and then maybe a, yeah. a source of where she learned some of the you know the physical comedy. And so you when when you were in college you were a broadcasting major? Don't TV you, radio. Don't yeah. you hate when you tell me things and then they come back to I remember them yeah, in remind moments like me this. Not to tell you anything yeah. Anymore. And then well that's kind of segues so nicely because now you actually do radio. Well, I did radio in college. Yeah, you did, to make I did it on it. I did radio in college for a little bit. Uh, Nashville Plus, that was a kind of a country music show. Uh-huh. And I was going to go into broadcasting, but the more I got into it, I think this is NPR. I don't know if NPR was around, but it was all highly commercial radio was where the jobs were. And it That's hard. did not appeal to me. You know, you had to work really terrible hours. And oh, I know, I know. you had to move around a lot. Yeah, it, like, did, it did not appeal to me, so I didn't end up going in that direction for a career. But, it's hard to have a family. Yeah, but... Which is something you wanted, I assume. But much later, I guess about five years ago, uh, I saw they were looking for a folk music, someone to do a folk show at WESU in Middletown, Connecticut, which is about only seven, eight miles away from home. I want to come back to that because nice. I think we need to carry, I like to call it, um, I went to college, Aaron, my bro- our bro- my bro- your son, my brother, is older, so he was already living out of the house. I went to college and I like to refer to it as empty nest syndrome and then you got very, very no, it wasn't empty nest into syndrome. photography. And that's when you're... Because I think your photography led to your painting that led to the radio is how I look at it. Dad took no, pictures forever. They were, they were, yeah. They're just different animals. Uh, but it's all art. But anyway, uh, I figured WESA would be good because it's only 1,500 watts. Uh, a safe place to start doing radio and I was terrible when I started. I was terrified when I was doing well, it. Well, that's the whole uh, Malcolm Gladwell but, thing. But you do get very yeah. used to it rather you gotta quickly. you got to do your 10,000 And then hours. they doubled the power, then they doubled the power again. Uh-oh. So it's a 6,000-watt station. And you've been recognized for it. Yeah, I have not. Yeah, once I was at a, oh, some festival here in Meriden. Definitely. By, yeah, someone recognized me by my voice. I was like, huh? How'd you do that? Well, and so what kind of music Sounds do you fun. play at WBSU? It's folk, Americana, bluegrass, blues, rootsy kind of stuff. Yeah. And I do get... I, You've had guests. Yeah, I do live guests. The last one was... You've had people who won Grammys on. Yeah, I've had... Uh, Janice Ian. Janice Ian was on. She was the first one. Not for Mean Girls. On. No. The youth but, will understand that joke. But the last one I had, uh, Beppe Gambetta, who was uh, uh, an Italian bluegrass flat picker. One of the best guitarists the out world? there. And you got to watch him play live? Well, I, I've admired him from afar for a number wow. of years. And I ran into him at the Old Songs Festival last year and said, you know, can you do a little quick promo for the show? And he did. Wow. And I said, you know, if you ever want to come on the show, here's my card. And he did? He did. Wow. He did. Yeah. That's a, I'm, and I tell you, having him live in the studio, you know, just a couple feet from you, watching him do the double picking, uh, it's just like... Uh, cross picking it was like this ain't bad Cause I, get, uh, I get all these private concerts yeah that other people get to eavesdrop on it's a into. cool feeling I it's think fun it's fun when i had john tumalo from folly on that was the first time i think i've had that like it you almost feel like um that you're any minute someone's gonna be like you're not supposed to be here <laughs> like, no, the first, first, first time i had uh the first live studio guest was kyle carey trio it was her. She's a vocalist. Uh, 
God, I can't remember the rest of the band's name, but a guy on guitar and someone on fiddle. And I'm right there in the middle of it, and it's like, this is just perfect. It's I'm a, in the perfect spot. I'm, I'm in the vortex. It's funny when you can put effort into something yeah. for fun, the great things that can come out yeah, of it. Yeah. Because you were doing the radio for, what, five years now? Well, it'll be five years in May, but yeah. That's so cool. And then you also are a nationally renowned painter. You're a very great artist. Nationally? Uh, I don't know if I go that far. Regionally. In my house. <laughs> you are the best painter in Meriden. This part of Meriden. <laughs> this house. <laughs> maybe. This side of the room. Yes. Maybe. No, I well, I mean, the arts runs in your family though, because you, yeah, your yeah. great gr- grandmother, sorry. my grandmother. Who is it? Your Brita. Great grandfather did the Indian head penny. Is he great? He may be two greats. I thought he was three for me, so two for you. No, because do you remember we went to DC to the Smithsonian? We got to do that behind the scenes tour yeah. of his stuff. James Barton Longacre. And then your great grandma was a had a residency. Well, James Barton, James Barton Longacre. Yeah, he was an engraver and. The thing he's probably best known for is the Indian Head Penny, which is a great, great aunt. And uh, no, we are not descended from Indian blood. No, and that's, then, that's the Swedish side. And isn't didn't he do something? Uh, uh the constitution, not the Constitution, but he had a, made a copy of the Declaration of Independence that hung up in Thomas Jefferson's White House or well, Monticello. Yeah, There's, that was his doing yeah. as well. Tommy Jeff, who um, has a lot of relatives living today. Just Tommy like, Jeff? That's what his new name. His relatives don't look anything like him. He, we don't need the to get red hair? That. Yeah, well, because he slept with all the slaves. <laughs> well, that's another story. We to, why is it the greatest historical figures when you learn a little bit about them are terrible people? And a personal one. Well, you also have to consider personal. the times they're living in, too. Personal. Yeah. No, there's no pass. But he did some good stuff, so we're okay with that. And then Everybody did it. When did yeah. you get into the photography for you? Because you started to... The Durham Fair was like the... Always taking pictures. The, it, when but the, the Durham Fair is when he started showing. The competition part yeah, of it. And then probably. you followed suit, too, because you A do photography. Bit. Yeah, I always took pictures growing up. And then Loved my camera. Cameras existed back then? Well, it's when we went from film camera to digital. That's yeah. What, that's when it took You weren't doing this on your Polaroid? It used to be such a pain to... You know, but you, you oh, took did a lot it. of oh, film. I, I had that uh, Dorothy's, Dorothy's old uh, Voigtlander, which is a gorgeous camera. Too bad there's a hole in the bellows now. But I took I took some really good. It was a beautiful, beautiful camera. I took yeah. some of my shots. But in those days, you know, you did take it, send the film off, wait for the film wait. to come back, look at the prints. If mm-hmm. you want enlargement, send that off. It's not like ooh, and look, then, so here's a picture. How did you start painting? Was that just boredom? No, I think I'm pretty sure the re, the motivation was to paint a picture of what your grandparents' farm mm-hmm. once looked like. Because the only thing we have is like a kind of fuzzy, long shot, black and white yeah. from like 1950. Because by the time I came along, the barn was gone and uh, yeah. a bit more development in the area. And I figured... I can maybe do something, you know, a, a Grandma Moses folk art kind of thing. <laughs> I like that was your inspiration. Well, no, so. no, that was, that was my goal. That was that was the only goal I had. Yeah. And I figured I'd do that and that'll be it. She became well known after her life was over. Who? Grandma Moses? Mm-mm. Oh, no, no, no. no. She, she was she was She's a, a late in lifer? Like Well, that's another story, but yeah, she didn't start painting until she was 70. That's the same with you, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> revel humor. I mean, you no, oh, but anyway, that was the goal to yeah. do a painting of the farm, and I figured, well, I'll do that, and that'll be that. But kind of kept going. I mean, so the art, did you guys grow up with the arts, or is it just something you were always just fans of, and then dabble in here and there? Well, I did because you know my grandmother was uh, yeah uh, one of the Florence Griswold the. Uh, old lime school painters mm-hmm. so was her aunt my mother's stepmother was an artist dorothy oh, wow. ochtman uh so my mother's side was artsy and my mother's actually a good painter yeah she doesn't do it and mom you're very into writing yep you've i remember you were got you were being published in the paper many of times when i was a kid the chief fox story when we met santa claus yep we were your pick your muse 
<laughs> and then now you're you, you now you're like a professional writer. You're using writing as your job. Do you want to touch upon that? Well, no, it's different. Not real. I can't say I'm a professional writer. Anytime you're being paid for your craft, you become an official professional. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm leading a support group. For do you want to talk about it? I'm leading, facilitating a support group for cancer survivors and writing and healing. And what we do is a guided imagery to get um, the everybody in a relaxed mood and then I will give them some writing prompts so they could do some writing and there's a lot of research out there that has proven that writing helps improve your mood, your immune system and helps you to cope with any life-changing illnesses. So what led you to be a writer? I mean, I remember you even submitting stuff as early for like chicken soup for the soul when I was younger. Um, and you're good at it. It's just something that I like to do. It's, yeah. Something that resonates with me. Always. You've always been writing. Yep. I like to read. Yeah. I love, and when you read something that's well written, mm. it's inspiring. It is incredible. Sometimes I read something and I'm just like, how? I, I write th- when I write something, it doesn't look the way that someone can just say something so much better than you sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, I remember I got a love Chuck Klosterman and I just get annoyed of him with how he can just say the same story I would say, but in a way that I would never, mm-hmm. ever put it together. Mm-hmm. Now, when would you say your spiritual journey began? I think, the path? I think I've always been... Was that from your grandma? I don't know. I think I, I think Catholic spirituality is very beautiful, mm-hmm. and that's very separate from the religious part of it. And I've always been somebody who... Um, kind of was in tune with um that there's more out there. Yeah, you know. Who do you? Who are the people you like to read and listen to? And I love Marianne Williamson. I like um Deepak Chopra. I like um. I like. I heard him on Pete Holmes. You made it weird, and it was mind blowing. I've never heard anyone to talk to be of what was he a spiritual leader? Is that what his title would be? Yeah, I would say so. He talks so much about the universe, and that yep. was amazing. Well, that everybody is connected, and yeah, yeah. Well, as he referred to it as the universe is the ultimate magic trick, and while we it's know true. everything we know, we don't know anything at all, mm-hmm. and it, it was just incredible. I mean, between that interview and actually, um, did you see the Cosmos, a space time odyssey with Neil deGrasse Tyson? He's redid the Carl Sagan one. It, it's helped me become go from like atheist nihilist to more atheist humanist of like not believing in anything. And then it's like, well, I don't, it's just no, no, I don't see how no knows. Never mind. No, go. This well, is what it should be. It should be real organic moments. <laughs> what? Say that again. Atheist. What? Nihilistic. What does that mean? There is no God. Everything okay. is bullshit. And what's the blah, blah, next blah. one? Humanist. And what's that mean? I don't, I personally don't believe in God, but I, very well could be very wrong and we need to treat each other it's it's more about human connectionness and openness to what you don't know and before more, my version is like that i don't sound believe, agnostic yeah well agnostic is like. just that yeah I, but it's i don't like the term agnostic because it's too much of like a, a cop-out no. uh, yeah it makes more no. sense if, if it's more true to who you are agnostic I, is i don't know i hate yeah, but I could be, but no, maybe so, maybe not. But nobody knows, and that's the well. That's not. I don't think that's true. No, because that's no, because science is starting to prove that that that. Um, oh, I wish what I was reading the other day that there is connection out there, and there mm-hmm. is, you know, you call it God, you call it divine, you call it the universe, yeah, you call it energy. It's all the same force, but that, no, exactly. But it's the, and that does exist. But the idea that any one religion can point to like this, that, but that's separate. The religion is separate yeah. from spirituality. They can be put together so. Frequently. I just heard of a term um, that I really like that I think describes me, and it's called spiritually independent. Yeah, meaning that I can. And I don't even like to use the word believe because believe is f- believing thoughts and in your mind. Yeah. But I like to use the word is resonate. 
when something that I feel, yeah, when I feel it, then I know it to be true for me, which is different than yeah. Oh, I'm going to believe something. So I really like to use the word resonate. I like that. And different religions, if you really look at the religions, they all say the same thing. Oh yeah, they're all of some. And that's the spiritual part that huh. is true. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if they believe in one god or ten gods. A lot of the spiritual. Mm. It's interesting. It's, it's very, very. For sure. Well, that's the idea. What we all are, are. And I've had very many moments in my life. Um, Marianne Williamson says that a miracle is any time you have a thought that turns from fear to love. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, and that there really are everyday miracles, and mm-hmm. we just take them for granted that we don't even recognize when something happens that just seems impossible to happen. Yeah. That there are the, all those moments, and if you really start paying attention to them, you can start really having, you can change the path of your life the higher your your um Vibration is. Yeah. That when you're in a negative vibration, a lot of things don't go your way and you get a lot of roadblocks in your way. But when you start to to be positive and, and not bring yourself down and stay in a good place, then you find that more opportunities open for you, things work out for you. Is that the law of attraction? Um. Some of that, yeah, but it's all it's all the same. Everybody calls it different and teaches it differently. But is this stuff that you kind of touch upon in your writing course? Well, didn't, recovery? We didn't when it starts. Um, I'm not sure because mm-hmm. what we touch upon will be what every everybody. I mean, I don't even know who these people are going to be yet, and everybody's on a different path. Yeah, you know, and some people may be very surface. Um, and some people may really go deep, mm. and I really enjoy going deep. Well, we actually just hit an hour, so um, I would love to keep this going because this is how they turned into two, three hours long. But we, I have to start getting ready to go. Okay. Um, so let me just wrap it up with the last two questions. But come back anytime. Okay. Let me come back. We're at our home. Yeah, <laughs> we're here all the time. Can you believe that was an hour? Was yeah. it quicker than you thought? Yeah. Yeah. Next, uh, next time we'll come to Rhode Island. It just takes a little while. Um, well, so we always ask the guests the last two questions, and I think we were just getting to the really good stuff, but did you get back to Rhode Island today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it it's, doesn't sound as good after such those great things you just said. Um, I'll plug your website right in the beginning of it. Don't worry. My website, which is BillRevel.com. That's my art website. That one? Yeah. Okay. In your acoustic blender. Um, so we like to ask the guests of good places to eat. Um, anywhere good... What are your, your go-to spots around the region? And Middletown has everything. Actually, my best go-to spot right now is home cooking because I have to be wheat-free, dairy-free, egg-free, and yeast-free. <laughs> it's very hard Same to on. Find. And, and home cooking is not the name of a restaurant. <laughs> it's well, my kitchen. <laughs> if you were going to go to a restaurant, where would you go? What's the one in Middlefield we went to? Blackbird. <laughs> shouldn't st- this shouldn't be. Started. All right. Well, I'll my rest. <laughs> you look stumped. My, no, <laughs> I, I'm waiting for you. No, to I'm just. No, go ahead. Jump in anytime. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> it's a way to kind of give. My uh, favorite one does not exist anymore. Which I, one? I mourn its passing. Front porch in Putney. Oh yeah. I just love that yeah, place. It just the food was good. The ambiance was great. And it was in, in Vermont in Putney. Little old Putney. And I was so. You know, I know there's something in the spot now, but it was just getting breakfast or lunch there, sitting on the front porch on a summer day. You could not beat it. That's great. That said, for current restaurants, Half the one good. yeah, the one I drawn to the most is Lenny and Joe's down in Madison. Oh yeah, because you you know you you get whatever fish dinner you get i'm a sucker for their grilled salmon mm. uh you sit outside the picnic tables on a summer day you feel like you're on vacation even atmosphere. though you're not uh not far from home hey i think we should do that tonight all right well <laughs> think i just made plans for twist you. my arm yeah. do you have any favorite places that you want to plug around here nope no, no. <laughs> Sorry, restaurant owners. <laughs> restaurant. Oh, I do, you know, for burgers, I do like Blackbird Tavern over in Middlefield. Yeah. 
We haven't been there in a while. That's that's where we were we found when, ben, when was ben was born. Oh, we didn't even get to little baby Ben. No, because uh, we knew he was on the way that yeah. day, and we figured he was going to, the version was he was going to be. It could take a few hours. You know, be late at night, you know, midnight yeah. after that. They were eating all of a sudden, Aaron texts us a picture of his newborn baby, and we're like, Who's well, that? why is he sending up a picture <laughs> of this baby? Like, it just that? makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> Isn't <that> weird? <laughs> is he know. going around the nursery taking pictures of other people's <laughs> babies? So. Um, we'll have to put up some of your, I love that picture. <coughs> that it was Ben. see now, but we'll have to put it on the site of Aaron first holding Ben. On that picture yeah, up there. Yeah, that's going for the Durham Fair. That's a beautiful photo. Yeah, that'll be up at the fair. Hey, oh, you're your recent proud grandparents. So you're uh, Very proud. Exceedingly going bad. out <laughs> to restaurants with babies hasn't happened yet. No, no. we haven't done that. Before. And the best part is giving Ben his bottle. That's being with meal. Ben is like being in the moment. Like babies help you just stay in the moment because yeah, every yeah. moment is so precious. He's so cute. He's and so then, cute. so the last one we ask, um, you've listened to the show, so you know the question. I don't remember. Um, the movie one. I, yeah. oh, so if you could, so there was a Richard Roper was talking about some famous movie critic saying that his dying wish would be to rewatch his favorite movie again for the first time or to watch. So and I don't, I don't want to know your favorite movie, but do you know that experience you get when you watch a movie for the first time and it's just the atmosphere and you were just zoned in and it just can take over and it gives the. It, it helps you understand how the the cinema is a true art form. And if you can relive that experience. And don't be precious in your answer because everyone who's come on is just like, oh. Precious. And then I've changed my answer a hundred thousand times. Um, believe it or not, Jurassic Park is the one that gets answered the most. Really? So if you could have relive you do an experience oh. like that. Well, there's no movie would I'd want. The last thing I want to do in life is watch a movie. It's not about your death. It's just like the, if you can have I'd rather that, be doing something it's else. It's about the experience. Of seeing a movie that just really just... Well, just uh, it's not even a, a big-name movie. Sometimes yeah. the movies aren't even very good. It's just like you no, went uh, with the right people at the right place the it's right a, time. It's a Terrence Malick movie, Days of Heaven, or Richard Gere, and I forget who else, but it takes place out in the Midwest on the plains, like the end of the 19th century. It was a big, widescreen thing, and the soundtrack was great. I just remember scenes of the trains going by. And Where did you see it? I think Trinity College. In the mic. Years and years and years ago, up at Trinity. And I just remember the, the music just fit it perfectly. It may have been uh, oh, John Fahey on guitar. Wow. Let's just see the, the, you know, the 1890s train going by filled with immigrants. I just remember it was just like a wow of a scene. And I've, I've seen the movie since. It didn't quite do the same the second the time around. But it, the in the moment, it was just uh. like, my goodness. What this year is, this, is this? What, this is movies probably from the 70s. That's the... What consi- but it was... A, it was. We didn't always see these movies in great... The- n- nice movie theaters. Yeah. And this one, Trinity, has a really nice, yeah, it's nice theater. Nice big widescreen. Yeah. The curtain opens up when the movie starts. It's oh, God. the way it should be. I hate how it's turned into like just showcase cinema and just yeah no clone cinema. You know what I, my favorite theater it. ever, which I hope I, yeah we've been together. Uh, Latches and Bradable Latches is nice. Yeah, I, I just feel like I saw the new King Kong there, and I felt like that's the closest I would ever have to seeing what Grandma saw King Kong. Like the theater is a true theater. There's popcorn smell. It's beautiful. The curtains and then the top of the ceiling is all painting of uh, astrological mm. of like the stars. Mm. The big theater, kind of like in Times Square. Uh, yeah, like you know when Grandma saw that though, you know, the first time I've seen a big monster on the screen. Yeah, it, it's not, that was new. You told me that story we're used to it. We're used to it. Of the first, what's the great train car robbery? Well, the great train robbery. Where the. It, people jumped out of their chairs. Yeah, because there's a shot of a train coming right at them on the screen. Just like, they had not experienced movies I, I think before. That's the that's the experience I've always wanted to have in a theater, and it's a, I've never had anything like that. Well, if they did a movie where they have a real train come through yeah. the screen and run you all over, that? that would do it. Does it have to be a movie you saw in the theater? Could it be, it be any experience? Something I saw in kid. There was this very old movie on TV. It was black and white, and I don't. I think it was um, dubbed. Because it was, I don't know what, might have been Spanish, I'm not sure. But it was called The Miracle of Marcelino. Hmm. You knew I was going to say that? Mm-hmm. Aww. And it just, um, 
It was. In, did you ever see it? Did I ever tell I never you about heard of it? It was about this little orphan who was um, taken in by a group of priests or or a I've monastery or something like that. And um, he snuck into the attic where he wasn't supposed to go, and there was a crucifix of Jesus. And every day he, he'd go up there and to offer him food. Mm. And then one day Jesus came off the cross and came in him and, and, and Marcelino became good friends. And then he said to Marcelino that he had been such a good friend to him, he wanted to grant him one wish. That's so sweet. And his wish was to see his mother. Oh, that's so nice. What year is this? Oh, I should look it up. It's a very old movie. Have you seen it again? Oh, I saw it a lot when I was a kid. I couldn't. I don't even think I could sleep after I would see it. It's probably nineteen forties. I mean, so then he has to die to go be with his mother. Oh, yeah. Took a turn. Took a turn, and then all they all come up, and they see him there, and they look at the cross, and they realize what happened. Wow. It was called The Miracle of Marcelino. You guys have officially given the two best movie answers yet. Because <laughs> everything else is people my age, and they're always movie. The oldest movie we've gotten is like from the 80s. So it's nice to hear like the oh, older. Oh, this is well, old. I, I think it's very well documented that like the 70s is like the Hollywood, or like some of the greatest film ever comes out of uh, the 70s. And it and wasn't earlier. phony looking, yeah. you know, for being such an old movie. And I'm definitely going to look it up and watch it again. I haven't that. seen it since I was a kid. Yeah. There's a great podcast if you ever have, a, if you get around to it, called the Brett Easton Ellis Podcast. And I never knew who he was, but he's a pretty well-known author. He yeah, wrote Fight American Club, Psycho. American Psycho. Yeah. And basically he has all these great people on, and a lot of it is him just complaining about how movies aren't what they were from the 70s. So listening to him has made me kind of want to explore older films. Well, you know, uh, I'm just thinking, you could not re- recreate the experience now. You never of what can. we know. But to have been in the audience the first time The Wizard of Oz yeah, was on. Like, that be and when it went from black and white to, to color. color. And when yeah. people, when very few people had seen color film before, we that went, must have been. I think we're all chasing that. Like we want to uh, have that. Yeah. You, having your that mind you blown. Can't, that you can't That you catch. can't, but there may be something. Something else. Yeah, there, there so might be maybe a, a like different a, variation. A, another planet. <laughs> yeah. Having your mind blown is a great feeling. And when film or or I've it. seen stuff about people seeing Gone of the Wind, which was really the first. I was going to say that was one of the first full-length color that movies. John's. That was going to be when, my when first. The mo- when, the, when the book was such a big seller, yeah. and except I don't. The whole hype about making the movie was yeah. out there. This yeah. And you know, 1939 movies. Huh, a different. lot of uh, that's the year of. Yeah. The other movie peak. that really got me was the Shaggy Dog. <laughs> I never heard of it. Oh my God! You Tim should Allen. watch it. It's about a guy who. They don't. He turns into a dog. They remade it. They remade it, but that and it's never. No, good. it's not good. The the original one. Yeah. That just that was like as a kid. I I think I couldn't even sleep at <laughs> night because that's how real it was. Yeah. So it really takes you there. Is it funny how you guys are a little nervous to come on and now you're like I don't want it to end. <laughs> I know. Please, please, let's do this again. It's all right. A ton of fun. All Thank right. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.